So you've been wanting to research companies, uh, but you don't necessarily have the time to do it yourself, or you don't know how to do it yourself. Um, in this series of videos, I'm going to be going step by step through my entire process from beginning to end on how I find companies, what I look for when I do my initial research on the companies. If they pass my initial research, how do I value and evaluate them after reading their financial statement? I will go step by step, including valuations when we get to that point in how to evaluate companies. My name is Jason Rivera and welcome to Value Investing Journey Case Studies. Hey, Jason Rivera here. Um, today we are going to continue going over ASXFY is the ticker. ASX Limited is the uh, stock's name. In the previous videos in this case study series, we've covered Filipino companies. Um, we co then covered why I put three Filipino companies on my watch list, detailed those companies. Um, I showed you why or how I do my research on companies, how I find companies to research at all, um, talked about, showed you how or what um, what financial reports I read and take notes on after a company, uh, for lack of a better term, reaches, oh there, um, reaches or surpasses my preliminary analysis checklist and now we are on to getting into the financials in this video I'm going to show you I'm going to break this up into four parts so I'm going to break this it's about an 88 page long um, financial report I'm going to break this up into four pretty equal parts you'll see I stopped here at page 19 uh, just because this there was a stopping point here so they won't be exactly equal but four equal parts um, or four near equal parts why frankly because going through financial reports is time-consuming because the way I do it I read word-for-word word still um, I will show you some tips and tricks as we go along the places where I don't necessarily skip but I just scan uh, for certain wordings um, but I still read financial reports word-for-word word and I take notes I've only through page 19 I've already take, taken eight pages of notes those are here so first what I'm gonna do here is kind of scan through the go back up and scan through the report and then I'll show you my notes as well so again this is because I this is directly from the company's website it includes all their pictures graphics shareholder information that frankly I don't care about um, which also makes it more time-consuming actually let's just start here with the notes so on my notes I have three sections of information see I did this started this today um, I note up here the company name when I started it just so again if like I've said a bunch of times if I go back in time I can see exactly when I read the notes what time period what year um, so I can go back and look at those same financial reports so I have three sections in the notes I take so general info this is for things like you see here operating revenue 
uh, dividends, uh, general information about what, what the company does, these, those kind of things in general. Um, their subsidiaries, what their different operational units do, if they have different operational units. I'll get back to this. What that is, the other next section is things of note. These are important things I want to note that are pretty specific. Um, you'll see here, actually I don't want to talk about this yet either because there's something in here, if I remember right. Okay, yeah, there's some, uh, I want to talk about these, but these are typically specific information I want to make note of and remember. And then there's the risks section, which you'll see here. I haven't found any risk yet, or at least what I've deemed to be risk. So you'll see these highlighted areas. Things highlighted in yellow are important things that I want to either remember for the investment thesis overall or something I possibly will want to put into my investment research um, recommendation uh, report, or there might be some kind of specific information, not necessarily this whole thing. I don't ever put these whole things in here. I put it into my own words and usually take a line or two, um, which we'll talk about in a second. And risks down here, again, I can't show you right now, but I also have some risks highlighted in red just so I know they are important risks to keep note of. Um, typically the reason I highlight them in red is because they are red flags So to me. So those are super important risks. Giant red flags usually is what I highlight in red. And not all risks are highlighted as we go along either. Okay, oops. Okay, so again all these pictures. I read this, this is the shareholder letter. Blah, blah, blah. It's pretty much how, generally for most companies, it's how great they've been doing, how they've been reaching all their goals, um, what their numbers are in the last 12 months compared to the previous 12 months, what their plans are, or what their strategies were, and how they performed on those strategies from the last year. Um, their plans for the future sometimes are in here, their subsidiary information on the subsidiary business units. Um, these kind of things. Generally, I don't pay too much. I mean, I read it, but and I take notes up here. But generally, I want the detailed information, which is down further below in the footnotes in the other sections. Okay. One thing I do want to point here is chairman's name, CEO's name. These are important, and I'll talk about this more shortly. You want to? I don't like it when these two people are on the room remuneration um, committee if they have a remuneration committee um, which is pretty much compensation committee um, this person if I remember correctly I think it's this person is on that committee um, he's a non-executive director or chairman um, so he's not directly affiliated with the day-to-day -day operations of the company so it's not as big a deal here but again I'll talk about that more shortly blah 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 okay this is this is in foreign, typically foreign, um, or I guess I should say non-US based financial reports because a lot of our viewers and readers are not based in the US. So a lot of non-US based financial reports talk about board members a lot. I read all this. Um, typically, I don't really find anything of important note in here. Um, what I look for here are kind of red flags are, let's say, 
this guy was on a CFO and he had no financial background whatsoever. That would be a red flag to me. Uh, I want the CEO, uh, typically the CEO, they come from all different areas, but most one I look for is the CFO. If the CFO doesn't have any kind of financial background whatsoever or accounting background or numbers background, that's typically a red flag. I don't, I want my financial person who oversees financial operations to obviously have a financial background. It makes sense. Um, so um, the other thing I will do is I will on occasion research these people's names to make sure they've not been in um, any kind of trouble before. Typically I do that mainly for the executive directors, um, chairman, CEO, CFO, those kind of people. These independent non-executive directors, I typically, I just kind of read the information and kind of go from there. Oops. Get out of here. Okay. So. And again, I'm not going to show you word for word what I go through this. Um because frankly, that would be incredibly boring. So I'll just kind of highlight things, tell you what I look for in certain sections. Then we, then we get to the notes part of this. So then I'll show you a little bit or go into more detail about a lot of this stuff. Frankly, I don't care too much about a lot of this stuff up here. Responsibilities blah, 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 blah. All this boils down to we're looking for the best interests of shareholders and trying to do what's best for the company and their long-term future is generally what all these kind of things say, which is why I don't pay too much attention to all this. There was an important point up here, though. Where is it? Okay, this is a semi-important one. Again, mainly because I want to see what committees they're in. Um, the chairman is in the remuneration committee, which I don't necessarily like, but he's an independent, quote, independent, non-executive chairman. Um, so it's not that big of a deal. If the CEO, if this guy was on this committee, that would be a red flag to me. I don't like to see um, CEOs making up their own compensation of compensation of their other friends slash executives who they've likely handpicked. The only kind of caveat to that is if it's a tiny microcap company that I like sub hundred million dollar company, some of those companies only have three or five board of director members. So he may be on there, but most of those companies also don't have these kind of committees set up either. So, okay. This is the kind of information that is important in this section board policy is that non-executive directors should accumulate at least 5,000 ASX shares 12,000 for the chairman within three years of the employment okay why is that line important this is a question this is how I teach my students I always ask the question why first because I want you to think about it this is important to me, and if you want to think about it, pause the video um, and think about it and come up with your own answer, and then once you come up with your own answer, go ahead um, and press play. But this is important to me because I want managers, and this includes board of directors members, anybody who has influence with the company, 
I want them to have a ownership stake in the company. I want them because I want them to have a long-term mindset. I want them to hurt if they make terrible decisions. So their, their own pocketbooks in this case hurt, um, their own bank accounts hurt. Uh, and I want them to be rewarded if they do great, uh, like any shareholder should be. So I want pretty much is I want them to be aligned with shareholders, best interest in heart. I mean, 5,000 shares is a lot depends on how much a lot of these typically board of directors member for bigger companies are already wealthy so this might not be a huge financial burden on them and it might frankly be a very small piece of pie in their general larger portfolio but i want them to have some kind of skin in the game so this this is important to note um, this is something i've highlighted in yellow on the in my notes uh, because again it's important to me so Moving on, committees, blah, blah, blah. And if you want to read all this step by step, again, I've already read it. Um, word by word, like I do, make sure to download the filing and read it yourself. Um, so you can maybe, maybe you will have more important information that you, or different important information that then I'm finding and that I'll talk about when we get to the notes. Um, and also, it's just, frankly, a great learning experience. I highly recommend pretty much everybody read financial statements, um, whether they're brand new or not at investing. So, okay, going into some of their different subsidiaries information, responsibilities. Again, all this is pretty much standard issue for pretty much every company. We're trying CEO day-to-day -day operations, trying to do what's best for the company, blah, 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 and shareholders, blah, 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 go to contact, don't do anything stupid, all this kind of crap. Recognizing and managing risk, again, don't do anything stupid. If you do, report it. Diversity, pretty self-explanatory. We're going to hire all different kinds of races, all uh, genders, whatever. Again, straightforward stuff here, just they talk about it forever. Uh, came shareholders. This, I don't like. This I put in the things of note. Um, I don't want my companies being involved in political actions because frankly either 50 percent of people are going to hate it or 50 percent of people are going to love it so i want my companies to just do what they're doing why i bought shares in their company all that kind of stuff what this is pretty much saying is um these look like lobbying efforts is what it looks like um for the Liberal Party Australian Business Network in Australia and the Federal Labor Business Forum. I'm assuming that's some kind of union. Um, so I don't necessarily like these kind of things. It is something to note. Again, this is more prominent in um, non-US based companies, these payments to political parties, um, or at least where they disclose them. Um, in the US, I don't think they term it differently. Uh, this is pretty much lobbying by my guess. Uh, and I, to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever seen a U.S. based company talk about lobbying or any kind of payments to political parties or anything like that. So, uh, 
Okay, and then this section, before we get to my notes, this entire section in all non-US based financials, where they talk about environmental stuff, social and governance issues, literally most of the time pisses me off. Um, I don't care about this kind of information. Not that it's not important. We should be taking care of the environment. We should be taking care of people on a social level. We should be having good governance. But these sections literally are just a waste of time because every single section from every company, every foreign company I've ever researched says literally the same thing. It all pretty much boils down to we're trying to do the best for our communities. We're trying to help people as much as we possibly can by giving to charities and, and causes we care about. We're taking care of the environment. Um, we're trying not to do anything stupid. And we're trying to become more energy efficient. That's pretty much what this entire section boils down to for foreign companies. And frankly, I don't care. I don't want to read about this. Um, and in a financial statement, I, I don't care again it's important and we need to be doing it as a worldwide people but i the companies i it's just a waste of my time reading this because it literally says the same thing over and over again um culture blah 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 blah, blah. we have great cultures typically what those says ethics and integrity we don't do anything stupid we pay people fairly. Everybody says that. Diversity and inclusion. Pretty much every company says that. We train our people. Pretty much every company says that. Gender equality. A lot of companies are now starting to say that. Workplace health and safety. We're a safe company. Blah, blah, blah. We don't allow workplace discrimination and harassment. Yeah, I find that laughable. But it's, yeah, I mean... Not, not that that topic is laughable, but that they can prevent it fully, I think, is laughable. Gender diversity, pay equality, again, all these companies say exactly the same stuff. We support our workers. And typically, again, this, this site or this stuff bothers me because it's generally a waste of time, but this... company takes it to another level and it literally pissed me off when I saw it earlier they track how much paper they use to pretty much an exact number they said in the financial I think it's above or below this they bought diesel for an electric generator in case they lose power I don't care I want you to be spending your time as a company trying to improve things and grow. This seems like a gigantic waste of time and resources. Yes, I know the CEO and the executives and likely higher up people in the company are not worrying about this. I know that. But it's whoever is working on this kind of stuff, tracking the exact amount of paper, that's a gigantic waste of time and resources in my opinion. Again, yes, should we use less paper? And it's better for the environment, yes. But I don't want my companies that I'm investing in to, <laughs> frankly, be spending any time tracking the amount of paper they use or the diesel gas they buy for electric generator for the power goes out. I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's just, again, 
is this taking up a huge amount of time and a huge amount of resources? No, but whatever resources it is taking up is it is in my opinion a waste and should be allocated elsewhere, um, better use to people uh, as shareholders because this is all shareholder money. You have to remember, you have to think as a business owner. This is shareholder money, and they are tracking, wasting time and resources tracking the exact amount of paper they use. That's time and resources and capital and intellectual um, people's time, the employees' time. This is a gigantic waste of time and resources. And again, it's not a big deal in the larger scheme of things. It just annoys me that they're literally, in my opinion, wasting shareholder capital tracking the exact amount of <laughs> paper they're using. Oops. Okay, and this is where I stopped. So those were kind of the main points, at least when I was scanning through it right there for you, that I, where is it, where are my notes at? Took note of. So here are my exact notes. Operating revenue, profit after tax, I don't care about this number. This number, of course, you want to see it growing, not a big deal, but I just want to know it. Dividends, because this company produced so much free cash flow, I want to know what their dividends are. Uh, this is talking about their business units and how they're upgrading their platforms and stuff like that to become um, more efficient, more technologically based, those kind of things. This is important, again, um, because it talks about mergers in the past and how they formed ASX. Okay, yeah, financial numbers, investing in their architecture and infrastructure and technology, uh, talking about blockchain and how they're looking to use that with their transactions. This is an entire section about this subsidiary. Uh, just talks about the subsidiary, subsidiary. Okay. I want you to read this entire section. Again, pause this after what I'm about to say next if you want to. In this entire paragraph, what stuck out to me and why is this highlighted in yellow as something important to remember and important to note? Possibly important to use in investment recommendation issue. Um, pause your video right now if you want to think about this by yourself. If you don't, or if you're ready to hear it, um, what I highlighted this for is for this line right here. The sole providers is the key term there, meaning they have a competitive advantage because the sole providers of clearing and settlement arrangements for Australians cash equities market. So they are the only provider in this entire market uh, for clearing and settlement arrangements, which is um, typically paperwork and closing and fees uh, and making sure all the people who have the right names on the right documents, the contracts are correct, all, usually those kind of things. They are the sole, sole providers. ASX Clear and ASX Settlement, which are members of the ASX, so they are subsidiaries of the ASX Limited. 
So they control this entire market. Competitive advantage, moat, whatever you want to call it. This is a huge competitive advantage, meaning, again, sole providers. No one else does it. No one else can do it in all likelihood. That's why I highlighted this. That's ultra important. What else? Nothing else there. This is important to note um, because of the long-term sustained growth in Australian economy, Australian shareholders down here. Um, that's important to note. Okay, another more specific information to note. This is important, especially it's of special interest to me because those are exactly the kind of size companies that I love looking at. So that's more of interest to me. You might not find that interesting whatsoever. So just scanning and saw this I should have highlighted this as well same thing if you want to figure out what what just caught my eye on this pause the video right now if you want to if you're ready to hear what might caught my eye franchise another word for competitive advantage and then they control Looks like 42% of the ETF market, or they list 42% of the ETF market in um, of all T ETFs on the ASX, or in the Australian market, they list 42% of those. Again, competitive advantage, all those kind of things. And in the last five years, huge growth, five to 84 products valued at 5.2 billion to 213 products valued at 29.5 billion. Okay, I accidentally put this down here, which I will fix right now. And you'll see the way I do notes, they're not in chronological order. I put notes wherever they go in the three sections. Um, and I read from top to bottom in the financial statements, but they do, other than that, they do not go in chronological order. Okay. Okay, there's, this is that note we already talked about the 5,000 shares or the 12,000 shares. Famous political parties, already talked about that. Don't necessarily like that, but that's why I put it in the things to note section instead of the rest because it's generally, I mean, it's lobbying. Everybody does it even though I don't like it, so. And then this, we already talked about this as well and why that literally pisses me off um so that's how i take notes that's 
or that's the process of how I take notes. Usually I end up with 20 to 35 pages of notes after I read a financial report or after I read financial reports um, because generally they get repetitive. The further along you go, they get the more repetitive they get. So generally I end up with 20 to 35 pages, um, a lot of pages, a lot of notes up front. But I hope this video helps you in your own process or if you're researching this company with us um, and kind of things to look for. Maybe this helps you th find things that fit your own specific criteria in the financial statements um, that maybe risk, maybe things of note, maybe just general information that I didn't note. Um, I will continue to build these notes as we go along and release them as we go along. For example, I will release this. Um, there should be a link for these notes below and I'll continue to add to it as we do more, as we get further into this case study um, on ASXFY. If you, if I miss anything, if you want any comments, questions, concerns, let me know in the comments below. Make sure to check out our other videos in this case, in this case study series and make sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube and hit the bell so you're notified anytime we release a new video. Um, thanks for watching and I'll talk to you in the next video. Have a good day.